Okay, good afternoon. Today we're going to do a podcast for those taking the AP bio exam in May. And for the week of March 12th, you're supposed to do a little bit of a review for Ecology Chapter 15 and Ecology Chapter 16 in the Barron's book. So anything that I reference on the podcast is going to go back to the Barron's book. Okay, Ecology Chapter 15. The first thing I would understand is that um, all AP... The, the whole AP curriculum, they want you to be able to use mathematical models for just about um, every kind of lab out there and any kind of simulation that you go through. So in ecology, there are actually four uh, mathematical models that we've gone through that you should brush up on. And the first one is exponential growth. Um, exponential growth is something like bacteria when they start growing low in number and then all of a sudden they their numbers just skyrocket because they have ideal conditions and basically the sky is the limit. There is a formula to figure out exponential growth and it's on the AP uh, formula sheet so you might want to check that out as you're reviewing this. There's also logistic growth. Logistic growth has an exponential phase where the um, populations increase but then they, they reach a carrying capacity and they kind of level out. And again there is a mathematical Uh, formula and model for that on the AP formula sheet. So check that out. Also in chapter 15, there's the rule of 10%, which can be used as a math problem. The rule of 10% states that only 10% of the available energy at one trophic level actually gets passed to the next level. And there were a couple quiz questions way back in September about this, um, but the idea is that 10% passes on to the next level. And then the last one, the last model for Chapter 15 is the um, it's the lab on energy dynamics, and that's page 353 in Barron's. That's where we didn't actually do this lab, but we had simulated data with caterpillars and uh, and Brussels sprouts, and it goes something like this: like you have a certain amount of energy or a certain amount of uh, Brussels sprouts, and that energy can go into the grasshopper when or caterpillar when they eat them and there's three levels of output then you have respiration biomass and waste and there's ways to determine how much of the brussels sprout actually gets turned into biomass uh, into the caterpillar after they eat it so again we did that lab it's called secondary production or productivity it's on page 353 of Barron's and go over those. So along with all of these notes or, or podcasts that I'm doing, I'm going to reference labs that we did throughout the year. And you might want to go back and look at those, uh, take some notes on or just go over the notes you already have on those topics. The next chapter is animal behavior in Barron's. That's 16. And so what would you brush up on animal uh, six, or chapter 16? Um, things like territory, altruism, imprinting, or animal behaviors. And there's really one mathematical model here, and that was the Animal Behavior Lab, which was the very first or second lab we did, uh, along with Energy Dynamics, that was with the pill bugs. And you set a banana on one side of the chamber and nothing on the other, or, or you make some wet soil on one side, and you see which, which chamber the sow bugs like. After 10 minutes, you count how many sow bugs are on each side, and you do a chi-squared analysis. So again, chi-squared, this is the first time we did chi-squared analysis. We're doing it now in genetics and in uh, mitosis. But be able to calculate a chi-squared problem, and that uh, animal behavior lab is right after the ecology dynamics lab. I think it's on page 355, maybe, of the Barron's book. So check out that lab. We did that one with pill bugs. Uh, we didn't do it with fruit flies, so it doesn't matter whether they do it with fruit flies or any organism. It's in a choice chamber where they have a choice, and you compare the answers doing a chi-squared analysis. 
So actually, I got to go back to chapter 15 for a second. I have some notes here, and I'm, I'm a little scattered here, but trying to give you some help. Chapter 15, I would also go over the biochemical, biochemical cycles, uh, carbon, phosphorus, nitrogen. And in doing so, this is how elements cycle on Earth. Um, in doing so, always keep in mind photosynthesis and cellular respiration. Those formulas and those chemical processes which release oxygen, which use oxygen, or which release carbon dioxide or build carbon dioxide. Photosynthesis is obviously going to build some carbon dioxide, uh, build some uh, carbon-based molecules. They need carbon dioxide, and they're going to release oxygen, and, and cellular respiration is going to use the carbon-based molecule and oxygen and release carbon dioxide and water. So um, remember those formulas. This is a good point that they could throw in some stuff on photosynthesis for you in cellular respiration and in the form of biochemical cycles. In other words, how these chemicals or elements cycle on Earth. And then I guess the last thing for ecology, this is actually a pretty short podcast. The last thing on ecology would be um, look over what a biome is. A biome is a large area that has the same weather patterns, rainfall, uh, sun, uh, daylight periods, etc., and because they have those same weather patterns and daylight and so forth, they have the same plants and animals. And we have things like the tundra, the the, uh, the rainforest in, in Pennsylvania here. We're in the temperate uh, biome, the temperate region, where we have a, a variety of temperatures throughout the year. And so that's chapter 15 and 16, a little bit about ecology. And I guess a final word is, um, you know, look at... There's some figures and graphs on each of these pages. Look at those figures. Look at those graphs because this Barron's book is really good for review of showing you, you know, quick short spurts of, of some things about looking at uh, the tables and graphs and reading tables and graphs. And don't, all, don't forget also that anytime um, the AP, when they're asking you about essay questions and when they're asking you these mathematical mo- models, at the end of a lot of their essay questions for a part C or D, they always throw in a question such as, what is the evolutionary benefit of this behavior? Or what is the evolutionary benefit of this process? Whatever it is. And so if you talk about animal behavior and you're talking about sow bugs and, and they like, they like uh, moisture, so the question they're going to throw in there is why? What, what is the evolutionary benefit to the, to the creature? And it might seem obvious, like, well, I mean, you know, they like moisture. If not, they'll dry out because they're, you know, something that lives under rocks. They live in forests and under, under uh, leaves and so forth. But the idea is that through time, they have evolved to that kind of lifestyle. They have gills and, and they, can, they can live in a very moist environment and they have a, a hard exoskeleton. Hard exoskeleton helps prevent them from drying out so they can actually store water. And so think of when they ask you, what is the evolutionary benefit or advantage of this animal behavior? Think, you know, dig deep into the brain here and think about what strategy actually helps this creature survive. Because most evolutionary benefits are strategies that help the animal survive. And so if you're talking about a a prey species, how has it evolved to try to elude the predator? Um, is it camouflage? Is it speed? Both. And, and likewise, you're going to see predators that have evolved to catch prey. And so they're going to throw in evolution questions and the animal behavior chapter chapter 16 here with your imprinting. Um, what is the evolutionary advantage to the species by practicing that behavior? Okay, so I've went on long enough. 15, some mathematical models, and 16 behavior. Check out evolution of species and also then those labs that correspond.